Hey everybody, I'm Alex, and welcome to Late Night Study Sessions. So tonight, I want to talk to you guys about something that I have very scientifically named Second Day Syndrome. And Second Day Syndrome is when you decide to start something. Maybe you decided to start reading the Bible, or you decided to start writing a book, or maybe you decided to join a football team, or you decided to start scrapbooking, or start a garden, or something like that. Anyways, you what do you do when you make a decision like that? You're like, I'm going to change my life, I'm going to go do something really exciting. You go out, and get all the equipment that you know you're going to need. You, If you're writing a book or something, you go out and buy yourself a special word processor just for that. You know, an upgrade over Google or Microsoft Word or something like that. Or if you're going to garden, you go and buy all only the best tools or something like that. And that first day, oh man, you've, you are so set. You know, at, at the rate you go that first day, you are going to be the best gardener in your neighborhood. And you're going to write a book surpassed only by Rick Riordan and... Uh, I don't know. What's another really popular author right now? J.K. Rowling. Okay. So you write that book and oh man, it's just going to be so good. But then that second day hits. And if you've ever tried something like this, you know what I'm talking about. You wake up that next morning and you're like, you know, I had a good start yesterday. But that good... Like, that really awesome start still means that I've got at least four weeks before I see any progress. Maybe I should take a break. And so then, well, no, first you start with, oh, I'll do it later today. I want to sort of chill out from my high yesterday. And then the day goes on, and you're like, I'll do it tonight. And then the night comes, and you go, all right, I'm going to take a break today, and I'm going to hit it fresh tomorrow. Because this is my resolution. I need to do it. And you... Wake up the next morning and you're like, ah, I don't know. Maybe I'll do it every week. Uh, maybe once a week. That that would be good. If if I work on it once a week, it'll be a little bit slower, but it'll be a lot easier and, I, and I'll have it all set. And then a week passes and then a month passes. And then three months later, you find that computer program you were working on or you stumble back across the garden that you had been avoiding because of guilt and... You, you realize, shoot, I totally stopped doing that. And this has happened to me many, many times. And so tonight we're going to talk about a couple ways to avoid SDS or second day syndrome. And if there's an actual illness out there or something called SDS, I'm really sorry to anybody who's affected by that. I'm not trying to make fun of it. But I don't know of one. So that's what we're calling it. So, how to avoid and conquer SDS. Alright, my first suggestion about fighting second day syndrome is going to probably sound familiar to anybody who's ever asked advice for fighting something like this. And it's going to seem a little obvious, but that's because it works. And that's going to be, tell somebody about 
this project and have ideally somebody that you see regularly and often. So like maybe a friend you talk to every day or if you live with some people, you know, roommates, family, whatever, tell somebody that you're living with about this awesome project and have them check up on check check up on it with you every day. And this helps for a couple of reasons. Um, first of all, you're reminded to do it regularly. And sometimes the nagging just gets annoying. So you need a special kind of friend who's willing to be a little annoying and a little pushy about it to keep you on task and on your resolution. They're probably not going to like it, but you need to make sure that your friend is willing to sort of get under your skin a little bit to get you to do this project. It's also helpful to have somebody you're reporting to because making a selfish or a lazy decision against a resolution you made is a whole lot easier if you're not letting anybody down but yourself. You know, I especially have found that it's really easy to rationalize to myself. I'm like, well, I don't really feel like working out today. I'll just, I'll just stay here and enjoy myself and relax. But if you've got somebody, in my case it was with football, You know, I had to deal with my coach being disappointed and frustrated with me if I missed. You know, there were a lot of days where I would have, I'm pretty sure I would have enjoyed my 5 a.m. mornings much more if I wasn't waking up at that time to go lift weights and run. But, But not only was my coach, but my teammates were counting on me, and therefore I knew I needed to do it. You know, I didn't want to let them down. And so that's one of the big reasons that an accountability partner, I guess you could say, is so helpful is you have somebody that you don't want to let down. Some Ideally, somebody you care about. Um, it's like I've never liked you, so I'm going to have you check up on me and I'm going to tell you no every time. Um, that's not how it works, of course. But... Just having somebody check up on you is super duper helpful because you don't want to let that person down and you want to be able to answer yes when somebody asks you if you've been sticking to your already said commitments. Now, my second tip is set a specific time that you're going to do this thing. For me, um, at least with writing and and doing homework, it's in the evenings. Um, Because I'm homeschooled, I can kind of run homework at my own pace, which is both a blessing and a curse. But I've decided that, you know, I'm going to do the best I can in the morning afternoon, but the night is where I really sit down and hit everything really hard because that is, for me, the most productive time of the day because nobody else is out here to distract me and I can be hyper-focused, and quite frankly, I just don't get very tired at night. So, and thus, late-night study sessions was born. But that's aside from the point. The point is, you need to have a set time, maybe even set an alarm on your phone, so that when you see the clock and you see that it's going on, you think, all right, it's time to do that thing. Um, Maybe it's right when you get up for... uh, because you don't want to work in the heat. And so you wake up, you look at the clock and you go, all right, nine o'clock, I got to go out and work on my garden. Or you wake up and, oh, it's after, I just ate lunch. 
now I have to go start writing or something like that. But set a regular schedule for yourself that includes this new activity in it and that and stick to it. That way you are going to get used to including that in your schedule and it won't be so hard to step away from something that you're doing in order to get to this hobby or project or whatever. And so that's my second tip. Okay, my third tip for avoiding second day syndrome, SDS, I'm very proud of that. Um, my third tip is set deadlines for yourself and not necessarily end time deadlines. What I found happens with that is you'll often get discouraged when you realize that it's going to take a little bit longer and you may not reach your end goal deadline. And then you're like, oh, screw it. You know, why would I even try? And you almost never are going to start a project that you're going to finish in like two days or a week that you're going to suffer from second day syndrome. So we're not discussing those. But those projects that like are going to take a long time before you either see a return or you complete them, it can get really discouraging to keep going. So set small goals first and then reward yourself for achieving them. So for example, if you're starting like a YouTube channel and you want to do something every week, just set a goal that, okay, I'm gonna, I need to publish my stuff by Monday. I'm going to have the filming done by Friday. And then on Saturday, I'm going to have the editing done and I'll upload it uh, Sunday night. And that way you can just focus on, okay, here's what I'm going to do today, tomorrow, the next day, by the end of the week, and then by the end of this week. And that way you not only get a little bit of gratification because, hey, I like met one of my goals, um, one of my short-term goals. It also turns things into much more manageable chunks. Um, maybe if you're writing something, you want to write 500 words a day. Uh, that, that was usually my goal with writing my novel. Was you, you just want you want to split it up into small chunks and have those small deadlines that are going to help you accomplish your bigger deadlines later. All right, my final tip for avoiding second day syndrome is the most obvious and uh, self-explanatory one. But hear me out because it's got a couple parts to it. And that tip is make sure you enjoy doing what you're doing. If you ever start something with the intention of bettering yourself or uh, opening up new possibilities for you, you need to make sure you're passionate about it. So maybe not enjoy it, but you need to know that it's important and be dedicated to it. Otherwise, you're going to have so much trouble doing it that you may as well... uh, stop before you start so 
you know, if you're going to start a hobby, make sure you enjoy that hobby. Make it make it grow from something you already enjoy doing. If you are gonna going to start a workout routine, at least start with workouts that you like enjoy doing. Or better yet, work out with somebody you know. Because then that combines tip one with this tip. So, hey. But whatever you do, you just need to make sure that at the end of the day, you don't regret doing it because it's a waste of your time. Before you do it, you might think that it's a waste of your time. That's just the temptation and the SDS speaking. But you need to make sure that when you walk away from it, you don't go, dang, I just wasted an hour and a half of my life. Like, what did I do that for? It needs to be something you enjoy. And one thing that can help with your enjoying something is to be willing to change things up. Yes, you need to be consistent. And especially at the beginning, you need to be willing to just stick to a schedule. But a little further down the road, if at any point it seems dry or dull, that doesn't mean you should just give it up. It can mean, however, that you can and should find a different way or a different time of doing it. Because this will provide you with some new mindsets usually, because I don't know about you, but I usually think about different things at different points in the day. And so... If you change things up a little bit, maybe change your atmosphere, change the time you do it, it will give you an opportunity to add some freshness in, and it's going to help you enjoy it a lot more. Okay, guys, I think that's going to uh, finish out tonight. I gotta go to bed. Uh and plug plug myself in so to speak i told you about the weird doctor thing yesterday well i went again today and they sent home a machine with me it's kind of funny it looks kind of like a walkie-talkie but it's designed for me to use it when i uh like sleep and stuff so i've got to do that Honestly, not super looking forward to it. They told me I'm supposed to dream super vividly with it on because it like puts my brain into hyperdrive. So we'll see how that works. But I will see you guys tomorrow, hopefully. Uh, everybody have a great night and I'll talk to you later. God bless.